do you know that you just blamed your kids for why you're in this condition? It's your fault. It's your fault. And you know what? Your kids are probably watching some heroes on TV when they need you to be the hero. They need to be able to look up to you like I need to be an example for my sons of what a strong woman looks like. Welcome to The Champion Life with Kurt Tucker. My purpose is to love, encourage, and empower you to become the champion leader God created you to be and live what I like to call the champion life. A life of abundance, freedom, and victory where you, my friend, are winning in every area of your life. Your faith, your family, your fitness, and your finances. I'm your host, Kurt Tucker. Let's have some fun. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of the Champion Life Podcast. I'm Kurt Tucker. Friends, today I have brought back probably the most popular guest that I've ever had on the show. Uh, at least I've gotten that feedback from a lot of the ladies that tune in, a lot of the wives of the husbands that follow me. And so today I'm excited to share once again with you my wife, Rachel Tucker. Rachel, how you doing today, hun? Doing amazing. So today we are going to be talking about becoming a warrior woman and wife. And mm -hmm. I know that this is who you are today as, as I have seen really your transformation over the years of who you were when we first met over 20 years ago, 18 years of marriage. Um, but today we're going to be talking about this warrior wife, this warrior woman, a couple of the new things that you have coming out uh, that I'm super excited for you. And, and most importantly, I'm super excited for you ladies who are going to listen to this episode and also for you men, because one thing that I know is that when the woman changes, it changes everything. That is really the foundation of Rachel and I's story and how I've become who I am today. And so anyhow, Rachel, let me just ask you this, this first quick question. What defines a warrior woman and wife? Well, I love that question because I have been studying Hebrew for about a year now. And what I love about Hebrew the most is it's the only language that's never been twisted or changed. So it's the word, it's the word straight from Yahweh. Okay. And so in Genesis 2.18, you know, woman was the answer to the world's first problem, which was, it is not good for man to be alone. And so it, the Bible verse basically says, I will make for him a help meet. And so looking at the Hebrew, that word help me is the word ezer. And actually I have it right here. This is a press on tattoo that I have made. And it really just explains exactly why woman was created. And what's interesting about that word ezer is it's used many other times throughout scripture. So it's used to describe woman, but all the other times it was used. It was used to describe Yahweh himself. So that's pretty cool. And it was always in military terms. And so the word really means warrior. And so if we look at this word Ezer, the first the first one here, it is the word ayan. And back in ancient Hebrew, 
they used pictures and the actual picture is of an eye. And so a woman, how she basically creates a man is that that word means to see and to understand. So we have inside of us this intuition that you were not equipped with. And so that's one of the ways that we can help you. And so for me, I always explain it like this, like I'm your blind spot. Like I can always see things and feel things that you're not able to feel. And I, there's been many times when I've come to you and said, well, I don't know about that person. Or I think you maybe should think about that. I think you should pray about that. And so for me, that's what a warrior is. It's an Isaire. It's somebody who comes to the rescue. It's, it's a, it was always used in military terms. And so, um, that is my kind of like mission in life too, for, cause you know, we've always been dumbed down to some sort of subservient, you know, submit to your man thing. And it's really not that at all. Wow. That's awesome. So, you know, and I know for those of you who are listening, sometimes for, for the ladies, the word submit when they hear that can be something that doesn't sit well, right? Like no woman wants to really naturally submit to a man, especially if that man isn't under the the leadership or the guidance of, you know, God, right? If they're not obedient, if they're not loving, if they're not, um, you know, honoring their wife and, and so forth and so on. And so, but, you know, I wasn't always that person, right? You know, uh, but I know that it was when you began to start changing early in our marriage that I then followed suit, right? And so, you know, one of the things that I, I want to, you know, ask you, and I believe I know the answer, but I think it's for our audience who's tuning into this, um, is, you know, why are you so passionate about this subject, about creating women who are just incredible warrior women and wives? Like, why are you so passionate about that subject, babe? Well, because when I uh, surrendered my life to Jesus, I basically surrendered everything. And we talk about that a lot when we're counseling couples about, you know, what does it take to have a happy marriage? And we always say, well, you got to die. So basically, you know, when Jesus said in scripture, you know, take up your cross and follow me, that word in the Greek cross actually means self-denial. And so what I'm passionate about it is this, is that it's not me. Like I'm simple. You know, if you really know me, the only reason for any ounce of victory in my life is because of Jesus and Jesus in me and me really just learning how to yield to the power of the Holy Spirit and that that's really all it takes. And so I oh, back when I was a real baby Christian and didn't really um, have that mercy part to where like, oh, I can do it. Why can't they do it? You know, just that kind of like impatience of how people, uh, I wasn't really understanding. I didn't, I didn't have humility yet. I wasn't able to put on their lens of why they thought the way they thought and, 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 you know, operated the way they operated, um, until now that I understand now because of all the training I've done and all the things, you know, I'm trained in so many things, trauma and, and communication and all this, but it's that it's the call on my life. And then I know I'm going to have to have a conversation when I meet my heavenly father. And one of those is, is what did you do with the gifts I gave you? I gave you a mission. Did you complete it? And that's what I work for now. It's the applause of nail scarred hands. I always like to tell people where prior it was always, 
you know, because of how I was brought up and ignored. And, and it was like, I was always trying to get somebody to see me and do these things for the wrong reasons. And now it's like, I could care less, you know, it's really just all about glorifying Jesus and just making people understand that you don't have to be a certain, you just have to be yielded. You just have to learn how to die to yourself in order to do it because we have a mission and we know that the enemy is coming after marriages because it's a covenant. So let me ask this question, babe. So let's just look. I almost feel like there's two different people that are listening to this podcast from a woman's standpoint, right? You know, or maybe three, you know, one is that they're, they're not even married right now. Maybe they're divorced or maybe they're young and, and their goal is to get married someday, right? To become a wife, to become this, this warrior woman, this wife, you know, and then if they are married, there's two different things that could potentially happening. Maybe they're thriving in their marriage right now, but, you know, and maybe so. And if you are, that is awesome. But based on statistics, that 50% of people who are married in the church or out of the church, it really doesn't even matter, end up divorced, okay? There's a highly likelihood that, you know, somebody is listening to this podcast and they are struggling. They're struggling, you know, in, in their marriage. They're struggling in their intimacy. They're struggling with their purpose. They're struggling with their fitness, and their emotional level, you know, I mean, they are struggling in so many different things. And I can recall back to early in our early, you know, time together where there was a lot of abuse. There was a lot of alcohol. There was a lot of drug. We both can't drugs. We came from fatherlessness backgrounds, all these different problems that we just brought in that we tried to fill the void. And then obviously, you know, our faith came in. You, you kind of went on that journey first, right? For that woman who's kind of dealing with some of those things, or maybe you even touch on where were you at, like in that season of your life? And, and what is it that that you kind of did, if you will, to essentially begin this journey of becoming ultimately who you are today? Yeah, that's good. So basically, like you're my third marriage. And so it's like when not loved well as a kid gets married, that was me. You know, I was not loved well as a child. And so went out in the world seeking to, you know, fill the prophecies spoken over me of, you know, your looks are all you got gone. You better marry a rich man. And my body was my value. And so went out and not being loved well, went out, tried to find love in all the wrong places, right? Always ending up empty. And so when I met you, it's almost like, I just really just think about the goodness of God here because you were never letting me get away as much as I was trying to escape those first years in marriage, because that's what I'd always done, not loved well. And it was really hard to love me. You know, I had all these walls up and things weren't going well. I'm just like, well, I'm just going to leave and I can't take it no more. And now granted, like, you know, you and I talk about this all the time. We're the most qualified people to help somebody walk through storms in your marriage. Cause we've been through everything you know, adultery and bankruptcy and abuse and addiction and, and just the, the, the narcissism and just everything, all the people, the people that we were and that I know that for me, it was because he didn't, he, it, it, he made it impossible for me to escape. 
Like for whatever reason, like I couldn't escape it. And so I remember Jesus was like, I didn't have an enabler in my life anymore. A human savior who was always there saving Rachel. Cause that was their mission in life was to be my savior. And I never, you know, really met Jesus until 34 years old or however old I was 2006 that I landed on my back and I reached up for Jesus. And then at that point, feeling the love of the heavenly father. And it's like, man, this is what I've been searching for my whole life. And I can only assume like, kind of like our kids have now and you and a dad, like they don't want to let you down, mm-hmm. you know? And that's how I felt with Jesus. Like, I just didn't want to let him down. And that's the moment that I remember that day in our house. And it was 2008. And I had been walking with Jesus for two years. You know, we both got baptized at the same, but you didn't go all in like I did, you know? And I just remember that very last fight that we had. And I was just, you know, done. And I just remember just praying, but also just whatever it is you want me to do. I was all in it for Jesus. It it was not about me. And that's the one thing that I could always help women is stop being selfish. You're worried about you and how you feel because that was old Rachel. I didn't care how my actions affected other people. I just wanted to be happy. I just wanted to not be in pain. I didn't want to go through storms. But Jesus checked me and he made it almost impossible for me. So when you say that he om- that he pretty much made it impossible, basically for you to leave, right? You know, like he was telling you, you got to stay, you know, we were talking about this yesterday, you know, the email that I sent you that you found and you were rereading from the story of when we were at that low point in our marriage, just filed bankruptcy, not too before this, we lost everything, you know, we're living in this apartment, you know, we've got four kids, no money. And you literally were trying to escape, not by divorce, not by leaving and creating another divorce like you had done the two times before, but by joining the army. So tell that story of of what happened there, you know, and, and how literally God saved our marriage. He protected us because there's no doubt about it that if you leave, it's over. There is no curtain, Rachel Tucker today. Yeah. So, you know, t- tell that story. Yeah. Um, so at the time we had lost our house and we, you know, foreclosed and we lost our cars on food stamps and we moved to another town and I was uh, doing some personal training, driving all over the place, training people, right? I was the poor little trainer. You know, I I used to think people just gave me money because they felt sorry for me. But then I'm like, no, 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 I was, I'm legit. Like I, people came because- You were a great, you were a great trainer. Yeah. I was good at, I am good at what I do. And so I remember um, I was training at this place and my friend Danielle, she was in the reserves and she was just telling me about, you know, well, she had a kid and she was telling me about how, well, yeah, they'll pay for your college and you'll get like a $30,000 like bonus if you join. And I had a bachelor degree. So I'm like, well, crap, like I can skip right through to, you know, officer training school and, you know, and I was just thinking about really, here's my time. Here's my escape. Because in our home, like Carson and Carly were, Carly would have been two. Right. And so Mariah would have been 12. And so then on down from there and it was chaos. Mm-hmm. They were chaos. They were just really reacting to the environment that we lived in. And it was just, I was sick. You know, I didn't know it. I was losing weight, 
you know, because it was just stress. My dad had just died. And I'm thinking, hold up, because I was a nurse before. And I'm like, hey, I could go back to school and become a nurse anesthetist, right? The people, the nurses that put the people asleep at the hospital and make, you know, a really nice six figure income or whatever. So I did. I went, I scored really high on the ASVAB. I mean, like so high that and this 1.7 GPA chick, right? And so it's like uh scored really high on the ASVAB. And so I was like gonna go all the way to Officer Cannon School, got all the way through, went to the physical. I remember like going to Columbus and getting my physical done. And uh I can still see my recruiter today. Like it's just like you can tell it was a smoker, I don't remember his name or whatever. So ready to go. And and just today, honey, on time hop, I posted if my recruiter asked me one more question and it was like, things started to like slow down. Cause in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm just about to hop on this bus and leave my kids and family for eight weeks. Right. Cause you have to go to boot camp. Yep. And you weren't seeing me for eight weeks. And then you go to AIT. Then you go to officer training school, which is another 13 weeks. And in my mind, this is where I was. Praise the Lord. Get me the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. This is where I was. And so I remember, um, one day it's just like, okay, I'm going to call my recruiter. And I called him and he was like, uh, it's the strangest thing, but I can't find any of your stuff. It just disappeared. And it was like, wow. And that's when I think, you know, I was already faith driven fitness, right? That's what my little trainer name was. Mm -hmm. And very soon after, that was that whole period of time where you went all in on Jesus. Like you and Blake Arbogast started doing the Purpose Driven Life together. Like that family was so good to us in that time. Yes. You know, not not only with the Buick LeSabre, you know, that they helped us get. And, um, but just wow. everything that happened, we started, we, we kind of started running our business out of a local gym. And then it turned into our own studio and somebody let the dog out and he's at the door now and um and and everything just kind of took off from there but not as much as it could have because we were still doing you know smoking the weed and like doing the things that were just kind of holding us back and like we were getting places but not to the capacity that he had for us because we were still seeking the counterfeit comforts as my friend Robia would say and our stress or let's let's just you know we're greeting at the door at church and then we're going home and smoking weed and, you know, like, like it's normal. Yeah. Which, which I think, you know, and I had the, I said this on my last podcast, you know, with, with Jay Meyer, my mentor, right. You know, how many people are doing that by the way, like how many people are leading a dual life, you know, right. Like in, and for so many people, like you're, you're actually trying, you're trying to do the right thing. Like, you know, for the lady who's, who's who she is reading the word right now and she is coming to church and she is trying to make those positive changes but maybe her husband's not coming along as fast as she thinks he should be right because i know that that's one thing that you talk about is that when things really begin to shift in our marriage and change is when you stopped focusing about like what i was doing or what i yeah. wasn't doing and you just went all in on you right yeah. so you know, that that was a game changer, you know, for us. So, well, well, tell me this in in the reality of, you know, how can a woman, you know, how, you know, who's watching this, how can they begin to level up? Like, how can they begin to start becoming, you know, because 
they may have heard this and say like, man, like maybe they know who you are today, you know, and they see you on Facebook, on Instagram, on different things that you're doing and that you're up to. Right. And it's like, holy cow, like, how do I attain that? Because sometimes we can try to compare ourselves to a version of ourself that's 10 or 15 years down the road. Right. You know, meaning like we're comparing ourselves to this person that has the things that we want. They're the, you know, they're the person, maybe they're making a certain amount of money. They're living in the house. They're driving the car. They see your lifestyle, right? They see this Rachel Tucker lady who's, you know, got a nice home in her marriage and she looks put together and she's got the black Range Rover and, you know, all these different things. And it's like, you know, I want that, not in a coveting way, but then it just, man, it just looks like, and here's the thing that is most attractive about you, honey. It's your peace. It's your joy. It's the way that you just operate. Like I, that's when I hear women who talk about you and they tell me about you, like, man, your wife is this and that. Those are the things that come out. It's not, you know, oh man, your marriage looks so great or her car's so cool or, you know, whatever. It's man, she has such an incredible peace about her joy. She has such a beautiful spirit. It's not your physical looks, even though you're super attractive and hot, you know, but you know, it's like, it's, it's your spirit that yeah. is so attractive. So, you know, what would be a couple things that, you know, some of the ladies that are listening to this could begin to start doing in their life on a daily basis that can begin to start moving in that direction of ultimately becoming this warrior woman, this warrior wife that you like to talk about. Well, here's where most people get it wrong. And and I don't know where it came from, whether it was passed down because they saw their mom do it or whatever. But here's how it happened for me is I knew in 2006, like you said, when I gave my life to Jesus, I knew like instinctively that I was not going to be able to change you and that I had to focus on me first, that I had to take care of me because there's a lot of women that when they get married, like everything's great. Then they get married. They start having kids. The kids become their world. The husband gets pushed down the line and the, in the line of priorities. And he's like starving for attention, starving for emotions, starving for sex. And he's just, a, he's probably just a good Christian guy. So he doesn't ever say anything about it. You know, the wife starts to, you know, gain weight. She wakes up. She doesn't do anything for herself. She's walking around sweats all day. She, you know, she doesn't even, whatever, you know, because she's misplaced herself. She's lost her identity and motherhood. But here's the thing. They end up empty. And then they're wondering why. And here's what I know is we can have it all. Just like the Proverbs 31 woman. Like I have gifts and talents that I have learned that if I have my priorities in order, like Jesus first and then you. And then my kids and then church and then everybody else. And see some people, yeah, they get that messed up too. It's like their extended family, the brothers and sisters and their moms and their in-laws. It's like they're way out of order too. It's like you, and, and it's not new. It's not when you said my new thing and it's really not anything because ever since I started training, it's always been that I've always told women when they would walk in my studio and sit down in front of me and I've said, you know, that you just blamed your kids for why you're in this condition. It's your fault. It's your fault. And you know what? Your kids are probably watching some heroes on TV when they need you to be the hero. They need to be able to look up to you. Like I need to be an example for my sons of what a strong woman looks like, of what an Isaiah looks like, because that's what he is going to attract. I want to be the hero. And so I remember 
you know, like my kids used to leave me notes. And remember that one birthday I woke up and Carly had all these signs all over the house talking about my mom's my hero, my mom's my whatever. And she used to look at the bodybuilding magazines. I remember the video of her sitting on the toilet when she was like, too. she's like, look, mama, that's you. And I'm like, no, that's not me. But, but <laughs> I just wanted to be my kid's hero. And it has nothing to do with ego. It's about, I honor my body. Mm. because it's a gift because I'm going to have to account for that too. You know? So that's why you and I, like, we're very mindful of the things we put in our body. We're not ignorant and just go to the store and just put everything in our cart without looking at it and saying, well, do we really want to eat, you know, hydrolyzed oil? Do we really want to eat like, like Cheetos and Fritos with all the poison on it? And do we really want sucralose? You know? So like, it's that, and just all the things that we do, to reverse aging and all that. And it's like, because it's nothing to do with ego. It has to do with the reverence for Jesus because I was given this body and I'm going to take good care of it. And I do want to be sexy for you. I, I don't want to make it hard for you to have sex with me. Cause you know, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely. really because the wife's not able to love herself. And I just made this post yesterday. It's Self-love is the most selfless thing you can do because if you're not loving yourself first, if you're not waking up early, heck, even Kourtney Kardashian gets this right. She wakes up at 4.30 to get to the gym to take care of herself so that she can get back home and take care of her family and her kids and get them off to school. You know, like it's self-love. You know what that takes? It takes sacrifice. It takes hard work. It takes dying to yourself because yourself wants to sleep in. Yourself wants to sleep in, roll out of bed, get the kids breakfast out, out the door and you sit, you know, and do whatever. But I wrote a book in 2011 about this too. And it was, it was during Lent. It was my very first book that I ever wrote. I just whipped it out. It wasn't nothing fancy. I didn't even have it edited. The cover was pretty cool, but it was this secure your own mask before assisting others. Because women, they, they, I really feel this. They've gotten lost in the identity. They're empty inside and they don't know what to do. They think they're doing the right thing, but they're not doing the right thing. Mm. The right thing is that for them to take care of themselves first. Cause didn't Jesus tell us about like, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. And so if you're not able to love yourself and what does loving yourself look like? And I bet you they take better care of the cars or maybe they don't, maybe they don't take care of the car. I don't know. Then they do themselves, but I bet you their kids are dressed to the T, you know, they got the matching outfit, their hair's brushed pretty, their teeth are brushed. They got the best, whatever. But you are walking around in holy sweats and your hair up in a bun all day. And here's what I know is what I'm doing isn't just for people like me. It's for people like me that said, you know what? I got more in me. I got more in me than just, you know, my number one is to be your wife, to, to make sure that my kids grow up and be amazing adults, that I'm a good hero and I'm a good example for them. Because you know what? That's one of the reasons that I took the hard journey on the healing path that I just came off of. You know, I just came out of the wilderness and, and and Jesus put me there intentionally so I can go get those unhealed parts healed so I didn't pass them on down to my kids. Because I'm just going to be honest, I was embarrassed of my mom. I mean, I'm just being honest. It was like, there's my mom. And I didn't want that for me. I want my kids to be proud of me. I want my kids to look up to me. I want to be my kid's hero, nobody else. Mm. 
I love that. So, so, well, let's talk about this is, you know, I and many other people, and I can say this confidently, are seeing literally the Holy Spirit do some incredible work in you and through you right now. You know, I have saw, you know, literally things begin to just change. I literally said this to you about three weeks ago, like, I love this Rachel meaning like the work that is happening in you, uh, some of the investments that you made, you know, in the last year, I remember when you hired a coach and you were like, okay, I really want to do this. And it's going to be $2,500 a month. And I'm like, whoa, but you know what, you've never harassed me about the investments that I've made in myself and in my book and my podcast and my coaching programs, even the ones that I've completely messed up like the $10,000 investment I made in the real estate program that I did nothing with. You know, you've never harassed me. And so I gave you the blessing. And 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 he really helped, you know, bring out some things that needed to get out of you, heal some things, and really ultimately help you go this next level of of this warrior woman and wife that you are for me. And so when you made the decision about a little over a month ago to say that I'm answering this call and I said, well, what do you mean? And you're like, it's time for me to start coaching women. And you've always coached women, by the way, you just mostly did it from a ministry standpoint, right? Instead of you actually like doing the coaching full out, right? Like yeah. over the last two or three years, I've saw you do different programs with different women, but you've kind of always kind of been one foot in one foot out, you know, a little bit. And, and I believe scared. I, I, scared. <laughs> because, because it's a big call right on your yeah. life. And how many people are feeling some type of fear right now, whether it's, they want to start a business, they actually want to become this warrior woman and wife. They want to make an investment in their self, but maybe they're a little fearful of that or whatever. You know, but for you, literally things have been just changing for the yeah. good and so amazing. And so I know that you've created this new eight week program and mm -hmm. I'm super excited about there's already people who are already just having changed. So real quick, just because I believe that, you know, when somebody's trying to go next level, one of the greatest things that they can do that has totally impacted our life is resourcing up, right? Is is finding a mentor, finding a coach, finding somebody who's already been where you're at, but more importantly, they've gone where you want to go. You use the word fast track a lot, right? Like, hey, I yeah. can fast track you so that you don't have to deal with so much of the pain and I can get you there. So why this eight-week program? You know, who's it for? And, you know, maybe a little bit about what it's about. And, and then, you know, how can people connect with you? Because I know that you're getting ready to launch this going into the new year. And yeah. this first go through, I, I think you've got like only 20 slots available. So talk a little bit about that, honey. Yeah. Um, well, first, I just want to say like that healing journey. Uh, you know, I wrote about this in my Breaking the Bad book book about the wilderness season. And, and when I wrote that, I was thinking that I was out of the wilderness season, but I was not out of the wilderness season. And those seasons are for us. The, you know, Jesus puts us in those seasons so that we can heal. But I got so distracted by so many things. There was a couple businesses that came that I was like, oh, and did it, you know, and I just remember the Israelites had to stay longer in the wilderness because they of their complaining or the, or the distractions that happen. And so, you know, for me, actually hiring Coach Anthony and, and him really helping me go and seek those healing parts out and then finally letting go of all that stuff 
it, it's just been, and it was like when Jesus came out of the wilderness, it said he was full of the spirit. And that's how I feel right now. Like, I feel like it's been doused a little bit. Like my flame has been a little fizzled and it was my, to my own doing, mm. you know, I was avoiding the things. And because, you know, when you, when you go and you do that, you're like, but I don't want to, I don't want to give up that family. I don't want to give up those people. I don't want to give up that thing. And, you know, I can just see Jesus, that picture where he's got the great big teddy bear holding it behind his back. And he's like, just trust me. You know, I have something better. So for me, like just speaking on, you know, me doing as ministry is, you know, the coaching isn't for everybody because you know how it is. There's some people that they just want what's in your hand. They just want to be part of something, but they don't want to invest because you and I know that we, when we lost a six figure income, you know, and then us investing eight grand in Kingdom Builders Academy, that was kind of like scary, right? Mm -hmm. But we know how it works. We were ready. We're not fence riders. Like we're on it. Like we're in it. We're in it to win it. And mm -hmm. so for me, I did the ministry because I kind of led with the heart there. And I'm like, well, everybody needs us. Everybody needs us. But then it's like, well, you know, that's fine. Let them come. Let them come hang out. But now Jesus is like, listen, and Uncle Jay says this, there's no free lunches. Like mm -hmm. you cannot reap what you do not sow. And me giving things to people, that's me. I, I get to harvest that and I'm keeping it from them. And it's, so for now, it's like uh, at my last retreat, I kind of pre-sold this coaching program. So I only have actually 15 spots left. And there were five women and they're young women that they didn't know how they were going to invest but they're like you know what i'm a, i'm saying yes and figure the details out later and you know what that is friends that's called providence but hey. see because you know joshua didn't the seed did not part for joshua until he had to move in faith god's like um i'm gonna see your faith first and then i'll line the steps for you so for me here's who it's for it's for the women that you'll do whatever it takes like you know, one, you're worth it. Two, your husband's worth it. Three, your kids are are worth it. You are the generational chain. Like you're the one that has to stand up and say, you know what? It's got to be me. It's got to be me. And you are the. And I think about it today. If I if if somehow I would have found a way out, mm -hmm. you don't become who you are. Yes, our marriage is destroyed, and the and the generational curse continues. You know, it just continues, and so it took me going through everything I went through with you, but you know what? Dang, I'm so strong now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I am so strong, like thick skin, but not so thick that I don't have compassion anymore. Cause that's the cool thing about what I see in myself is that empathy is just a part of life. Now humility is just a part of life. Now, you know, mm. I, I got caught up in all the, the stupid things that people got caught up in through 2020 and all that stoop foolishness and you know you're voting wrong and I can't believe you voted like that and you're the you're this and you're that like wow I must it only disgusts me sometimes when I when I see some things that I was saying back then and I've repented for that. But mm -hmm. for me now it's like the aroma that comes off of me is love. And love means this honey boundaries. And I've really learned how to set boundaries because there's those people who don't really want to put it in work because you know they're you know they have money they have money for their cigarettes they have money for their fake purses they have money for their Starbucks coffee every day they have money for, for their, their nails for their, their hair nine hundred dollar iPhone and, and so it's like hey you know what I'm 
no free lunches here. Because back three years ago, Rachel, when I launched a program, it was all with my heart. Like, oh, we'll figure out a way. But you know what? They're still the same people. Mm. The ones that went all in and invested. And it's like, and I learned this from Coach Tam. And this was one of the greatest investments that you and I ever made was in Kingdom Builders Academy. It was about, what, $15,000 over a course of a couple of years. Uh, is that I'm worth it. Don't devalue yourself. Like you are worth it. And you can't expect people to hire you as a coach if you yourself don't invest in a coach. It makes us hypocrites, you know? And so I'm I'm ready and equipped and prepared. And I know that now is the time for this and there's no more distractions and that you and I uh, moving forward because there's nobody better equipped again, to help people walk through that over the healing bridge, to have the marriage of their dreams. There's nobody better equipped than you and I. There isn't. I've not heard a story anywhere close to you and I's story. I was telling somebody that the other day about, you know, kind of our journey and being 10 years apart and, you know, the early years, the fatherlessness that we came from, all the brokenness and then the alcohol and the drugs and the abuse and the bankruptcy and the all those things. And they were just like, how did you guys make it? I do want to say this because I don't want to forget to say this is. When the students ready, the teacher appears, right? And so for you and I, like we had mentors placed in our life, but we had to say yes. Yes. Like we have an action to take and it's one of faith. And there's been several times when even with Coach Anthony, like I don't really, I mean, that's a lot of money, but we're like, you know what? It's going to be worth it. And man, we got a return on that in so many ways that we weren't even expecting. And that's like the healing that, that I received. But I remember the story of the guy that's straining out in the middle of the ocean and some guy comes along in a in a whatever and he says, Hey, come on, I'll help you save. He's like, No, no, I'm waiting on God. And then somebody else comes along and he's like, Hey, I'm here to save you. He's like, No, 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 I'm waiting on God. And then finally, you know, something happens and he ends up dying and he gets to heaven. He's like, dude, I, oh, I thought you were gonna save me. And and God's like, I sent you somebody three times and, and you rejected it because of fear. Because mm-hmm. it didn't look like the way you thought it was gonna look, mm-hmm. you know. But this is what walking by faith means. That's why I love that movie, The Book of Eli. You know, the dude was blind. He had to walk by faith. You don't have a choice but to walk by faith. And sometimes even now, honey, it's like blinders are on now. Like I am not looking left or right. I have a fixed focus on the mission of healing these women because the women, it's like there's a, a quote that says it's the Western woman that will save the world. And you know why? Because we're first starting to save our families. And I, I think it was Poppy that said that our number one ministry is the one right inside our house. And it started with you. I had to be the one. He chose me to go through the things that I went through because it was for my good, because I am who I am today because of it. And mm-hmm. you are, and we're both still becoming, you know, we are still getting, you know, purified, you know, in those trials. And I've considered they're all joy. Like it's been the most amazing journey of my life. And especially to, I was thinking about this yesterday, getting to see it happen in real time with you, like actually watching you seeing who you used to be like just this evil, angry in your eyes, man, you were just so broken because 
you also were not loved well. You were abused. You know, you did grow up with the dad you grew up with. You know, you did grow up in the home you grew up with. Same with me. And it's like to see you actually say, you know what? I'm going to do the work because you didn't have to. You know, everybody has to. And and you didn't, we, we didn't have anybody to rescue us, honey. We didn't have anything handed to us. You know what I'm saying? Like we had to do the work. We can't fake it. We can't just pretend or we can't write off Pastor Flotter's oil or Uncle Jay's oil. Like we had to get crushed ourselves. Yeah. We had to do the work ourselves and becoming. And everybody has a choice. Yeah. That's so powerful. You know, it really just boils down to the faith without the works is dead, right? It's that faith is that first component you know, right, to just kind of like make the decision, I'm doing this, I'm committed, I'm all in, and then becomes, you know, that that action, that follow through, like, hey, I'm going to do this, because there's going to be times where there, there's going to be fear, there's going to be worry, there's going to be doubt, how can I do this, is things going to change, is my husband going to change, is my wife going to change, am I going to be able to afford it, what about all those things, but it's like when you have that faith and you have that focus on the right thing, which yeah. is Jesus, and that outcome that you want, because I know that's always been a big part of us, is always having a vision for our life of the things that we wanted to accomplish, the life that we wanted to create, the things that we wanted to design, the vacations yeah. that we wanted to go on, the house that we wanted to live in, the lifestyle, you know, all those things were motivators for us to put the work in, to have what we have. And probably the most important thing that that I love most about and I say this when people say, what are you most proud of? I'm like, my marriage. I'm mm -hmm. like, because that was the hardest thing. Yeah. You know, business to me is easy. Working out for me is easy. Certain mm -hmm. things, but marriage takes effort. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it takes, it takes effort. It really does take a never quit mentality, a nothing's going to stop us, you know, mentality, right? You know, and there's going to be more to come on that, friends. Uh, in 2024, just remember those words. Nothing's gonna stop Nothing's us. Nothing's gonna um, stop us now. So, so say, so share this real, real quick, Rachel. If somebody wants to hear a little bit more about, you know, this, you know, new warrior woman, you know, and wife program that you've got, how can they find you? Where can they get a little bit more information? Um, let's end that there. I know I'm gonna have you back for another episode, but you know, man, if you are looking to go next level my ladies out there listening, or my men, you know, who are saying you want your marriage to go next level. But I can tell you right now, one of the best investments that you ever be able to make in yourself, men, or in your marriage is in your wife, 100%, you know, and I can confidently say, um, you know, that man, my wife is an incredible warrior woman and wife worthy of spending time with your uh, with your precious love that, you know, one with your wife. So where can people find you, uh, on this? You know, how can people learn a little bit more about this new program? How can they work with you? First of all, I want to say this is when you are, some people kind of have never invested in themselves, but I know this, even if it is a bad investment, we get blessed anyways, because it was from our heart. Like we had good intentions. Cause remember that $10,000 investment in the real estate? That didn't, we're, we're not poor today because of it. 
And when we made the investments we made in all the programs that we've invested in so that we could become better, we've never regretted it. We've always had a return on investment. But even if, like, you're going to be blessed. People just, I just, people, I wish people would really understand that he is a sovereign father. He's always working for you. And you will never, ever, ever regret making an investment in yourself. So. Basically, uh, you can just go to racheltucker.com and there is a link, a coaching. It just says coaching and there is a button there. You can schedule a free call with me. So it's a free 30 minutes. I call it a strategy session with me where you and I will talk and we'll kind of strategize and uh, some things in your life and just see if you are a good fit for the program or not. It's simple. It's that simple. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you heard it, racheltucker.com. We'll put those links in here. Um, you know, you can go right there privately. You can also send her a DM if you want, you know, um, you know, or myself and I can get you connected. But well, I tell you what, thank you so much for jumping on here today with me, babe. I'm super excited for the women that you are going to help create so much breakthrough in their life. And, yeah. you know, I can say this, um, not in a pride way, but man, I want these women to have what you have. I want them to become more like you. I say that with great confidence. Um, and I'm thankful and I'm grateful for the work that you've done in yourself, who you've become as a woman of God, as a wife, as a mom, as a leader. So thank you so much for jumping on here today with us. Friends, I'm telling you right now, you should go to racheltucker.com, book a call. My ladies, trust me, uh, it will be one of the best decisions and investments that you've ever made. So, hey, that's it. Check us out on our next episode of the Champion Life Podcast. We love you, and we'll talk to you later. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to the Champion Life Podcast. I hope that you learned a thing or two that can help you create the champion life that you desire and that God has for you. Now, before you go, I have one ask. If this episode resonated with you in any way, I want to hear about it. Please shoot me a personal message on Facebook at Kurt Tucker or Instagram at Kurt D. Tucker. Stay tuned for the next episode, my friend. And as always, keep growing and keep going.